Good day, everybody, and happy Wednesday. Today, I have a special <laughs> episode that is a little bit out of the norm, but something that I think that we should talk about, and um, it's going to be personal. It's going to be deep, but it's also going to be Steven. So today's episode topic is death. Ew, death. Gross. W- one of us, one of us, <laughs> all of us really have to deal with death at some point in life, Um and it's just shitty. And I just so happened to um, have had to deal with it in a big way that has like totally twister fucked my whole life and everything. And um, we're gonna get into that. But um, I do want people to take away like, like it's a positive thing at the end of the day. Yeah, it was a shitty thing that happened and it's, you know, whatever. But I just wanna share um, my experience, my story, and then also ways that I cope with it and um, you know, little mechanisms that I do and stuff that I do to help with like the sadness and grievance of it and everything like that. So listen up, take notes. Here we go. Ill death. is my story of death <laughs> and it really honestly um just so you know like disclaimer yeah it's a shitty fucking thing that happened and everything but i'm still gonna try to be positive and have an outlook on it but just don't think that that means that i'm completely over it and i'm completely like fine with it because no never be fine with it so i mentioned it before and i definitely um I'm going to talk about it more um, when I get my shit together and finish my book and everything, but I had to deal with death in a huge way when I was 16 and I lost my mother. And one reason why I kind of wanted to do this episode for this week and come out on um, the 15th is this is actually the angelversary of my mother's um, passing. And it's, you know, it's, it's a hard day for me. Um, for sure, understandably, right? So, yeah, so 15th um, and everything. And it's also, um, you know, it's... Uh, so, okay, let me get into it. So I'm not going to give too much away because, again, I'm going to put it in my book and everything, but, like, just give you a little rundown of, you know, what ha- happened. So my mother struggled um, with cancer. She had cancer, like, her whole life, it seemed like. She... um you know, we talk about like back in the day, people didn't really think much about it when she was growing up and stuff. So um, they would be outside a lot and everything. So she started getting skin cancer and stuff. But then, you know, towards the end, she started to get so many different types. And it was something that I always knew in the back of my mind, but I also was like, she's fierce. She's going to beat it. It is what it is. Uh, I remember in fourth grade, like, she, she was going through chemo. She lost all of her hair. She had, like, a pump and everything like that. So it's very, like, oh, is this, like, this is shit. But she beat it. And I was like, okay, cool. Like, not cool, but, like, good for her for beating it. She's powerful. So fuck you, cancer, which a big fuck you to cancer, honestly. So I was like, you know, it, it is what it is. Like, it, people get sick, but she's getting better and everything like that. Um, Super sweet story, though, because – uh growing up the way that I did and everything. Um, and if you listen to my last episode with Caitlin, um, you know, a little bit more about that, but super poor and everything. But one thing that always um, came around 
each year. Do you remember book fairs? Oh, I used to love book fairs. And I never expected it because I was like, mm, we don't have money for this. Like, there's no, like, the library is how I'm getting my books to read. But I'll never forget, they give you, like, a little wish list where you get to, like, circle and, or put an X or whatever on the books that you want. And the teacher didn't mean any wrong from it. But she was like, oh, let's take a moment to just do this or whatever. And I was like, okay, whatever. Knowing damn well that there's no way that I was going to get these books or whatever. So I was like, yeah, this one, this one, whatever, whatever. Well, evidently, my mother found that at home. And so she actually went to chemotherapy and stopped by and went to the bookstore, the book fair, and got me those books and then surprised me in class. And I was so happy. And I was just like, oh, this is the best. Like, so sweet. So looking back, though, I'm like, baby girl, you just got through with chemo. You need to go rest. And that just uh, is a testament to who she was as not only a person, but as a mother, too. Um, Just amazing, you know. But that's how growing up was. Like, she would go in bouts like, or, Oh, I'm sick with this or, Oh, I have to go get the skin cancer cut off or this or that. And so very well aware that, you know, you, you're going to be, you're sick. You know, there's something, you know, that is killing people and you have it. And so it was very frightening. Um, but she started to get better. So it was good. But then towards the, the end, um, it still was a kind of a shock and out of nowhere because she was getting, it goes in like, I don't know, waves, you know, there was high points and then low points uh, towards the end of the past couple months, like where it started to be a lot where they were like, okay, um, now you've been diagnosed with breast cancer and now we have to do all these colon cancer thing. And now your heart's acting like it was just like taking over, but she was like, no, I'm going to fight this. So she, she started to do better. She was looking good for a couple weeks there. Um, but the sad part was, unfortunately, I was not able to be there to say my goodbyes or anything like that. This is going to be get, getting sad and dark, but I promise I'm going to put some light into it. Uh, so I wasn't there. I was actually at my grandparents' house. Um, we lived in Georgia, but uh, I was at my grandparents' house in Florida. And uh, it just happened like... Like, she was fine. She was going for stress tests and stuff because her heart was, like, whatever. They were talking about having to remove her breasts and everything. But she was like, you know what? I feel so- sound mind, blah, 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 yada, yada, yada. Um, this is the really sad part. So on uh, July 15th of 2009, my mother passed away. And my brother actually found her. And it was his 13th birthday. So awful he was he was at home because he was doing um football camp um i wasn't about sports so i wasn't there um so tragic like i even think now i'm like oh my god i was 16 and it fucked me over but like my brother was 13 on his birthday and everything but then it's in a uh a, a strange quirky way i guess the way that um somebody put it to me once it was like you know her body was shutting down because that's what happened at the end of the day her body shut down you know and that's what happened um, and they said it was peaceful and the sleep and everything. So, but, uh, somebody did bring up and I was like, oh, cause you know how it was, people kind of like try to see what they can say to make you feel better and like try to get on your level. Um, but it's still really a hard thing to process, but somebody to say like, you know, her body, she was sick and everything, but at least all her kids were, you know, somewhat independent on themselves. And I was like, yeah, I guess 13 is that year that you can 
you know, not saying like, hey, when you're 13, like, kick it to the curb, you could do whatever you want, start filing your own taxes and shit, like, no. Nah. But I was like, you know, it, it would, time is time, like, I would give anything to have her back, but that was one thing that I was like, yeah. Um, but even then, like, my, my, my sisters, in my mind, my 16-year-old mind, I was like, oh, God, y'all were so, they were so old, like, they... They should handle this, but but no. Um, I think my oldest sister, she was twenty three at the time. So I think back to even at twenty three, if it happened at when I was twenty three, I I wouldn't be able to handle it. I'm twenty seven now, I probably wouldn't be able to handle it. So yeah, that happened <laughs> and shaped the course of the rest of my life. So immediately, me and my brother had to move in with my grandparents, and that was a struggle within itself. Um, with religion and living in a small town, and then starting over in a new school and everything like it was just oh my god wonky and um little i mean there's just so much that you're going through as a teenager yourself you know with like body and especially me my sexuality and stuff like that and i'm like now you've thrown a fucking wrench in it great awesome how am i gonna deal with this so in my next segment sorry i just yelled at you i didn't mean that i'm so sorry like so sorry in my next segment, I'm going to give you three little tidbits, three little tips that I've done to help cope with all of this um, lovely death stuff. Again, ill death. Alrighty, coming at you. Three things that have helped me over the years. They still help me, um, you know, besides medication and therapy. Um, that helped me with dealing with grief and um, still mourning the passing of my mother, something again, I will never get over, but it is what it is. First thing, bitch, take trips down memory lane. You have to keep those memories fresh and alive. I have a thing called a mom box where I have some cute little mementos and um, things like birthday cards and stuff that I made her. And she used to collect um, little bear figurines and stuff and i always thought they were so cute and um one time i'll never forget a couple times actually but one time in particular because that's the one that i kept uh we went to a thrift store because that's where we could afford and found a couple of these bears and everything and i found one where it was a cute little bear and he was holding this little flag and it said world's number one mom and so i got that for my mom for mother's day and i was like little girl, i loved it and she loved it too, so I kept that. Um, I have a pair of her pajamas that she was like super proud of. <laughs> it's the little things. It was super proud of because, again, we did not have really much money. So uh, having pajama sets and stuff like that, like that's for rich people, bitch. <laughs> so we did um, the the year before she passed, it was 2008 for Christmas. Uh, my grandmother brought us shopping. We actually went to the Dollar General and they had these cute little winter printed uh, pajamas. And we found these ones that had polar bears on it and they were blue and so, super cute. And so that was our last gift to her. And then um, she, she was obsessed with them. There's a picture of me. She's like super cheesing and I'm being like a stereotypical teenager that's like, oh, mom, I don't want to smile on this picture. Bitch. It, you should go back and smile, ass wipe. Anyways, so I have those in there, just little things. And from time to time, um, when this leads into my next thing, I do want, I do pull it out and like go through this stuff and everything like that. And that leads me into my next thing. Sometimes, girl, you just got to feel the feels. Go with the emotions, you know. You just got to do it. You got to let yourself cry. Let yourself have those moments. So there are moments where, you know, 
Um, if I do get caught up in a memory or a song or something, or I do get my mom boxed down and just start going through it, bitch, I will have the best ugly Kim K cry of the week. <laughs> yeah, that's multiple times. But I, you just got to let it go. Uh, make like Elsa and let it go. Just, you know, let the floodgates open. You know, it's just time to just like reset. It's like you have to get all that out. But not for too long because she would be super like, she'd be like, all right, you've cried. Let's go. Wrap it up. So keep that in the back of my mind. And then the last thing, which is what I'm doing now with this whole episode in really in general and in life and everything is talk about said person that has passed. Um, so of course I always, I always talk about my mom and stuff like that. And it's even hard now. Um, like even speaking to my husband or people that weren't able to meet her and like, I just want to tell you everything about her. I want you to feel like you have a connection and know her without actually being able to physically meet her and everything like that. So um, I'm very into that. So talk about that person. Um, talk about the memories and everything like that because it's really important. I think it keeps them in spirit, um, you know, still still around and everything. And I think it's beautiful. It's such a beautiful thing. And uh, I'll never stop talking about my mom. Mm -hmm. Also, um, just a side note, also to like say their name and stuff. My mom's name uh, was Yvonne Rice and I loved it. Even though people always were like Yvonne because it's Y-V-O-N-N-E. And I'm like, no, that's Yvonne. I think it's such a beautiful name and everything. So yeah, Yvonne Rice. And if you um, listen back to, again, plugging my own episode, my episode with Caitlin, um, we were talking about if we were billionaires, what we would do with money. And I would donate everything and put in my mom's name just because I want her to have all the praise. Um, so yeah, if you ever see like Yvonne Rice, wing of the school or whatever just know that was my mom and me working together and talking about it so yeah those are three things that um i think have helped there's other things of course you know therapy journaling all that stuff but those are the the main top top three things that i think are super you know important and things that people i feel like sometimes they look over like Ugh, i don't want to sit here and talk and get or i don't want to sit here and cry about it and get my feel like no sometimes you just have to do that type of shit Okay. Now it's time to like relax and let me get my book out and find, as I hit the microphone, a cute little, let me get kind of a longer one. Here we go. Um, <clears throat> it doesn't matter what others do or say or think unless you decide it matters to you. Mm-hmm. Something happens and you feel your energy change. At that moment, relax and let the sense of being bothered. Let go of the sense of being bothered. Okay, let me read that one more time because that's that's beautiful and great. It does not matter what others do or say or think unless you decide that it matters to you. Something happens and you feel your energy change. At that moment, relax and let that sense of being bothered. Let go. Fuck, I keep messing it up. <clears throat> At that moment, relax and let go of the sense of being bothered. Oh, I love that. That actually reminds me of something uh, my mom used to always tell me growing up. And that's um, people are going to talk shit about you your whole life, but it's up to you to believe it or not. And it, I think that it's so true. Like, um, don't let it affect you. Like, you, you only believe, if you believe it, you're giving it the power to, like 
mind fuck you and stuff like that so like fuck other people <laughs> basically the moral of the story um be you be true to you and you know miss me with that bad energy you know just nobody's here for it so yeah let's keep that in mind as we breathe deep in and out and please enjoy this week's meditation minute For this week, I wanted to talk about something that I just recently read. So, welcome to You've Been Read. And I'm talking about my new favorite book of all time. Don't even care. And that's Red, White, and Royal Blue. It is so freaking good. And let me give you a little rundown. It's the 2016 and 2020 that we really deserved. TBH. Um, The moral... Moral. (laughs) The plot is... We have a female president, which, yes, everybody should get behind. Um, And then she has a son and a daughter. Um, And then there is a prince um, across the the pond, or whatever they call, um, in London. And they end up falling in love. And it's beautiful. I just spoiled it, but it's really in the summary and stuff like that. It's beautiful. They have a little romance. It's good. Scandalous in some parts. Which is nice because, you know, I'm so used to reading books where it's like heterosexual couples getting scandalous. And I'm like, okay, cool, great. And I'm like, oh, look at the gayness of this. Yes. It's by um, Casey McQuinston. Um, And I believe it's going to be made into a movie. I think she sold the rights last year. And Amazon Studios, I think, might be doing it. um, Which I'm here for. Um... But it, it's so good. Like I said, it was the 2016 that we deserved with getting a better president than who we have now. And then it's a beautiful love story, but then there's drama, of course. Imagine that drama with a um, same-sex couple. <laughs> um, but it's so, so good. I highly recommend it. It's amazing. The characters are awesome. Like, it, it, you you read it and you're like, mm, I know that girl or I know that guy. Like, it's, there's a lot of queer representation and a really good story and just who, who doesn't want to be with a prince but then again i don't know because there was some shit that they say and i'm like oh i wonder how much truth there is to this because you know their lives are hectic and like planned out for them basically and they go through all these rules and shit like that and like whoo i don't know if i want want that you know Hello, everyone. It is the other member of the Rice family, Brandon, Stephen's husband. He has asked for me to come on 
the podcast and kind of give, I guess, ideas of how you can support your loved one um, while they're dealing with either, you know, a death that has happened um, or something that is recent. Um, And as you all probably know, I am not the most affectionate person, but there are definitely things that you can do to support your spouse or your loved one. Something just fell on my face. What the hell was that? Okay. So, you know, one of my biggest things is that always make sure that, you know, you are listening, you know, um, it is not an easy thing for them to deal with. Um, I personally never had someone in my family that I was close to um, that has passed away. Um, so I couldn't imagine the feelings and the emotions that, you know, they go through while they have lost a loved one. Um, and I'm sure you guys all know the backstory to my husband um, losing his mother. Um, you know, so that is something that, you know, he deals with on a daily basis and, you know, especially a certain time of the year. Um, you know, the anniversary of her passing. Um, So always make sure that you are available to, you know, listen and, you know, just be there for them. And, you know, if there's something that, you know, they need, um, you know, like, for example, every year, you know, on his mom's birthday, you know, we do cheesecake because that was her favorite thing. So, um, you know, little things like that can help. Um, And, you know, always make sure that, you know, you do, you know, hug them and, Um, you know, tell them that, you know, the things are going to be all right. You know, I know his mom is, you know, always here and she looking down on Steven, telling him when he being a bitch and when he not being a bitch. And, (laughs) um, and, you know, just once again, just make sure that you are there, you know, if they are, you know, having a, a day or a moment, you know, put your phone down and, Um, you know, stop watching what you're watching or stop talking to who you're talking to um, and, you know, just listen because sometimes, you know, they just need to get it out um, and just so they can go about their day. And that is all I have. So keep listening to his podcast. Love you. Bye. If you're anything like me, you have to know what's going on in the world, especially when it comes to pop culture. So I found this cool tool called MyFeed where it brings everything to you so you know what's going on in the world, what's trending, and who's doing what. For example, if I want to stock down Katy Perry, which I do regularly, I can just type her name in, all her social medias come up, and anything that's trending about her. It's so awesome, so convenient, and you can just Google MyFeed and use the app or web-based platform today. Before I get into this week's history lesson, I did want to talk a little bit about a different type of death. Um, Not necessarily somebody that's in your family or a close loved one, somebody that you may have never even met at all, and that is celebrities. Uh, I feel like there's a bit of judgment um, from some of people, some people, uh, when celebrities pass away, they think like, you know, you know, you didn't even know them or... um, shit like that but i think it's very um acceptable and um you know your feelings are valid you know if you are upset over a celebrity's passing especially you know if you're a huge fan and everything like that 
Um, because celebrities, you know, they come into the the world and most of them share their talent with us and we get to see their art. Maybe you've grown up with them. Um, there's just so many different factors to where you feel a connection uh, to that person, even though you've never met them or maybe you have met them at a meet and greet briefly or snapped a picture with them, um, whatever it might be. But I think that it's very valid and... Um, you know, uh, let those feels happen too. So for all those out there that are like, mm, it's just a celebrity, you shouldn't feel that way. <laughs> Bitch, you wrong. And now for a segment I like to call Hearst's Lesson, where we take a look at an LGBTQ plus community member or an ally who has helped impact the community in a positive way. Enjoy. On this week's Her Sugar Lesson, I'm going to be talking about somebody um, very, very important and very, very um, crucial to uh, my growing up and introduction to um, something very fabulous. And that's the LGBT. Sorry, trying not to get ahead of myself. The LGBTQ plus community. Um, and that is Naya Rivera. Um, Naya played one of the um, most powerful characters I've seen in my generation, especially growing up on the TV show Glee. She played Santana Lopez and was a very uh, strong, independent, like um, Latina woman who was also coming to terms with her sexuality and stuff. And it's really the first time that I remember seeing like a uh not only a, a strong because of course you had so you had Kurt's character who was coming out as a gay man but to see like a, a lesbian struggle with it and not only a lesbian but a person of color um specifically in the Latin community was very uh powerful and there was there was a lot of good moments and good things um that went into that character and I always loved loved Santana and in that, well, not always. She did some shady shit. But um, in that, though, I started looking into more of Naya Rivera and love, started just falling in love with her. What a, a beauty, what a talent with, oh my gosh, her voice. Amazing. I remember, I believe the first song, because I, 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 I know she was in the um, Say a Little Prayer for You thing, but it really wasn't much. Uh, but I think the first song that made me like, Oh, okay, girl. Her and Amber Riley, um, which who played Mercedes on the show, did The Boy Is Mine. And girl, I was like, why are they not utilizing Naya more? Her vocals are amazing. And then you got Valerie out of it. You got um, uh, Rumor Has It mixed with Someone Like You, which was amazing. And then Smooth Criminal later was one of my faves. But all-time fave when um oh, landslide was really good too but all-time fave of her of that whole show and her performance was songbird it was just beautifully done um amazing and i just i just adored it so much and of course naya um sadly has passed she there about a week they were searching for her after her her four-year-old son was found on a boat 
um, in a lake in California. And so the search was there and I was so hopeful, so hopeful, but unfortunately um, it was revealed that a body was found and it was uh, Naya's. And um, after looking and investigating, it looks like her and her son were swimming and then um, things went south and she had enough energy to get her son into the boat. She hoisted him up and over and um, just didn't have enough um, in her to get herself on the boat. So it's um, it's really a sad thing. And it's really sad too because the day that they found her was also the anniversary, seven years anniversary of Corey Monteith, who also played on Glee in his passing, which also affected me as well too because I was a fan of his. Um, and I remember when that all went down and everything. So it's, it's just really, um, it's hard. And I backstory, like I used to be like the biggest Glee fan. I did fall off after a while because it was just getting a little too much for me, but I definitely was so, I was so into it when it first came out. I want to say for the first three to four seasons, I, that was like my life. Everything revolved around Glee, just about Glee and Katy Perry death. Um, but I, I remember seeing it was really because at the same time I was struggling with my sexuality and everything. Um, so to get characters like Kurt Hummel and Santana Lopez and, um, I don't know, like, it's nice, of course, to see, cause Kurt's story was kind of different where he was more accepted a little bit more than Santana. Like there was a whole blow up and like she was outed and everything like that. So to get that perspective was really, it was really powerful and really good. And I think, I think one of my favorite Santana lines was um, the only straight I am is straight up bitch. Yeah. That like fed me <laughs> for, for the longest time. And uh, just amazing. Um, Naya was such a incredible, incredible talent. Um, and I mean, what a goddess of a mother, such an amazing mom. Um, literally up until the end. So huh, I know it, it, it's been really tough for fans and uh, especially coworkers and other Glee cast and anybody that's, you know, been in contact with her and everything like that. But I do just want to remind everybody, you know, especially myself, you know, this is sad. This is something, but, you know, take it with um, stride and just make sure you're still checking in with yourself and, you know, um, do everything else I mentioned. The three, you know, um, think of the memories. Think of the, I know I keep going back on YouTube and watching some past performances of hers that just like, ugh, just made me be like, yes, bitch, work. Um, feel the feels, you know, if you need to have a moment or whatever, make sure you can do that, you know, and then talk to it about other people, you know, especially if there's other strong fans or anything like that, talk to them. Um, I'm definitely one of them. So if anybody wants to talk, I can talk about um, Glee and Naya for a hot minute. So here for it. But I just think that, um, oh, <laughs> back to the point um, for a history lesson. I think it was a very um, poignant and amazing and powerful character for Naya to play. And if you look, there's a lot of LGBTQ um, plus women and especially Latinas out there that are, you know, very, very upset because that was their first, you know, 
their first look at themselves, you know, for this generation. It's, it's really hard. You know, there's people that you think in characters that stick with you for a lifetime and Santana is definitely one of them. So um, kudos to Naya for taking on that role and that um, responsibility. And I'm just so happy that it was what it was. Um, but it is really, 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 it's a big loss in the world for her to not be here anymore. So <sighs> that's why I believe she she earns a spot as, in her story lesson, in her story, um, you know, whatever you want to call it. I don't even know what I'm trying to say anymore. Um, because she did uh, help with that character and, you know, she was an ally in real life and everything. So it's just super nice to have people that are willing to be that person for people to look up to and say, Hey, I see myself in this. And, you know, especially with the struggles and everything like that. So, um, we miss you, Naya. It's, um, it's been rough, but, (laughs) um, you know, we always have, like I said, the memories and performances to look back on. And I really do hope the best and wish the best sending so much love and positivity to her family um, close friends and especially her little boy. Cause I know that's, that's gotta be really rough on him. Um, especially as he gets older. So anywho, that's, um, my take on this week's history lesson. Um, yeah. Since this episode um, hasn't been the brightest, as in, like, you know, sunshiny, happy, um, I figured (laughs) I should probably put a little bit more um, sparkle happy in there. But you know what? I also want to be real and authentic, um, especially with the whole death thing. So, yeah. But still, I want to leave you with some type of, like, laughs. So... I found uh, bestlifeonline.com and it says 150 random facts. So interesting. You'll say, OMG. So I'm just going to randomly scroll and then read them out and react. Sound good? Great. Because I'm going to do it anyways. Let's see. So this one, um, the first computer was invented in in the 1940s. Okay. (laughs) Like, all right. (laughs) I didn't know that, but okay. Um, Let's see. The next one is um bees sometimes sting other bees savage oh my gosh that's so rude i'm I'm just reading it okay that's okay whatever um let's see the next one um a dozen whoa (laughs) a dozen bodies were once found in benjamin franklin's basement all right that's interesting um yum um this one pringles aren't actually potato chip what what the fuck are they um the next time you like take a closer look you won't see the word chip anywhere on the packaging that's because pringles aren't made of thinly sliced potatoes but instead dehydrated potato flakes pressed into their signature oh that makes sense they're oh that's some oh okay oh i just hit my mic too that is kind of okay that's interesting 
I didn't say LMG, but I said, oh, damn. <laughs> Let's see. The next one. Showers really do spark creativity. Uh, yeah, I think I actually uh, found that um, and talked about that before. Um, let's see. Let's see. Um, water makes different pouring sounds depending on its temperature. Cold water is thicker, therefore it makes a slightly higher pitch sound. Who the fuck has time to sit there and listen to water, (laughs) you know? That's weird. Uh, let's see. Dogs actually understand some English. Well, yeah, I could see that, because, like, you know, a lot of times... With my dogs, I'm like, you want to go outside? They they understand. Like, you know, when we go for a walk, they understand. So, duh. Um, let's see. What the fuck? <laughs> Riding a roller coaster can help you pass a kidney stone. Interesting. That is super interesting. Let me see. They conducted tests on a model kidney and found that there was a 64% kidney stone pass rate for those seated in the rear of the Thunder Mountain ride. What? That is so... That's bizarre. Okay. I've actually... Um, girl, the team. Kidney stones are no joke. They're no fun. I've had one um, before and it was... I, I thought I was dying. I was 22. Um, I literally... I was like, this is it. This is like... I didn't know what was going on. Um, went to the hospital and they were like, oh, we've got to run these tests and everything. And they're like, yeah, it's a kidney stone. And I was like, the, okay, what? And they were like, you need to drink more water. And I was like, ew, water. Um, that's my next episode. Ew, water. <laughs> Not really. Um, so I was like, oh, God, like, I don't like water. So no, thank you. So I had a pass, like, days I spent drinking all this water, trying to pass it. It was so painful. Um, so, so painful. And I finally passed it bitch like half the size of a grain of fucking sand it was i was so annoyed um next time i guess i'll just hop on a roller coaster not the next time because i don't want that i don't wish that um, one of my friends i came back to work and she was like i've given birth naturally and i'd rather do that again rather than have a um kidney stone because she's had both and i was like look at you just being a you know multi-talented multi-faceted uh let me see what else uh, um, uh, I'm trying to find a good one that's not we okay a tick bite can make you allergic to red meat the fuck okay interesting um all right don't get bit by ticks that's okay um sweat doesn't actually stink what? Okay. Then what is it? Let me see. Let me read. Sweat glands, dark. <laughs> oh, it's the bacteria there. Okay, that's gross. I don't even want to. Um, okay, let me find like one or two more. Um, let's see. Um, the cast of Friends. Ugh, bitches. The cast of Friends still earns around $20 million each a year. That's a fucking lot. It's because of all the. Um, you know, the rights and everything like that. Like, must be nice. Okay, let me find one more. That doesn't make me feel like a piece of shit because I don't get 20 million a year. Dogs like squeaky toys for a dark reason. I don't want to read that. I I don't want to read that. That seems creepy. Let me me find one last one that's not so (laughs) fucking weird. 
Um, (laughs) (laughs) Crows hold grudges. Same. (laughs) Before I go, (laughs) I just want to leave a little... Um, cheaper, happier story than talking about all the death and bullshit and stuff. And I was looking back through my Rolodex of mom memories and stuff like that. And one of my uh, most favorite and fond memories of all time was a time that me and my mother got to go to a uh, live event uh, for wrestling, WWE Raw, I believe it was. Uh, it was Raw. Um, again, yes, I know. I'm a, I'm a wrestling fan, so... And my mom was, too. Like, that was our thing. I think that's part of the reason why, too, I have a connection with it is because I grew up watching it, and, like, my mom watched it, too. Like, we would get into it and, like, scream at the matches and stuff like that. We'd have our favorites and stuff like that, and um, it was just amazing. So we lived about an hour and a half, two hours-ish away from Jacksonville, Florida, where the arena was that the uh, event was going. So we got to leave school a little bit early and have a little road trip with my mom, which was great. And I was super excited. I was like, oh, I wonder who's going to be there. And like, this was a big deal. I think the tickets were like 30 or 40 bucks a piece, but like, that was that's big money, big, big money to us. So I was so, so freaking excited. I was telling everybody, I'm going with my mom to watch wrestling and blah, 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 blah. So we get there. It was it, it was amazing. I was so um, excited. And uh, the crowd, it was my first live wrestling event as well, too. And I remember my mom, like, warning me, like, just so you know, like, it might not look as good as it is on TV. <laughs> um, but I still, I was like, no, I loved it. We had really good seats and stuff. So you got to see the entrances and everything like that and we got to see some of our favorites like it was so good and i'll never forget though i i i do remember though i was kind of shady and mad a little bit because she did miss my mom went um i think she went to the concession stands or something like it was they gave us a break or whatever and then um she missed uh a women's the the only which they were called divas back then divas match that they had and it was two of her favorites that were in it and my favorites too and i was like oh you missed it and she was upset but now looking back i was like oh well the women only got two minute matches while the men had like 10 15 minute matches so like literally she went and was gone for like two or three minutes and missed the whole thing. Um, not to mention like the entrances are like usually uh, 45 seconds to a minute long, but anyways, I digress. But I remember it was Beth Phoenix and Mickey James and um, full circle moment. Cause I was super excited. I was like, Oh man, you missed those. And actually my last e- wrestling event that I went to, which is, the biggest event of uh, wrestling of WWE, it's like their Super Bowl, is WrestleMania. And when they came to Orlando, um, I actually got to see both the same of our favorite women wrestlers. Because uh, Beth Phoenix was being inducted in the Hall of Fame, so she was there. And then Mickey James um, came back and um, was in a match as well, too. And to, to be corny and everything, I was like, oh, it's in an outdoor arena stadium. So my mom, could, she has, like, the best seat, you know. She could see it happening and everything, um, which is great and awesome. But, I mean, what a thrill it was. I, not to, there's just so much. I was like, not only, like, a cool 
car ride um and then uh, first live wrestling event which there's nothing that excri- describes like if you're a wrestling fan you understand if not sorry like it's like going to a concert like you can listen to your favorite person uh their album or whatever but then when you see them live and the electricity and the energy coming off from the the crowd it's just oh my god and me and my mom are just something takes over you like you don't even care like you don't want to be that quiet shy person we were like getting into it and like screaming and going wild it was so funny because i'll never forget um there's this older lady sitting right next to us like dead ass silent the whole entire time not saying she's she was i mean we were standing up cheering screaming jumping and oh wow like getting into it and other people around us were she was like dead like whatever dead silent like mm, what and then as soon as a particular wrestler came out jeff hardy she lost her fucking shit and she like got up she was screaming his match was over and there was still like two or three matches left bitch grabbed her purse and said deuces I said, she is committed. And me and my mom, so we laughed about that. We were like, huh, let's count. Um, she must be a Jeff Hardy fan, whatever. And, I mean, we got so wrapped up that even at the end, towards the end, there, um, to the main wrestlers, Shawn Michaels and Triple H, um, if you're not a wrestling fan, you're like, what is going on? Um, but just know it was a cute, sweet little moment. They came up, like, close to the crowd, so we, like, ran down there. And somebody jacked my grandmother's camera bag that she let me borrow. But joke's on them. I was so, like, oh, my God. And my mom was like, I'll take the fall. I say it was my fault for leaving it, blah, 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 blah. And I was like, no, I'll tell. My grandmother was like, whatever, I don't care. She was like, I got it from a thrift store for $2. And I was like, yeah, there was a camera in there. And he was like... She was like, it was a disposable camera from a construction site that your grandfather had to take pictures of. So that's all they're going to get. And I was like, mm, okay, cool. <laughs> but again, it was such a sweet, uh, lovely moment with just me and my mom. So that was, um, you know, something that we always shared was the love of wrestling and everything like that. I remember she used to, um, uh, we played the wrestling video games and stuff. And of course we would pick the women. That's how I think she knew. Um, she would pick the women and it's crazy. Like she would kick my ass and I'm like, well, she was just pushing buttons and stuff. She was like, you let me win. And I was like, Oh yeah, I totally did. Did not mom. I did not let you in. I don't know. You laid the smack down. No pun intended um, on it. But yeah, just a cute little story there. So, mm-hmm. Well, my loves, that's all I have for you for this week. Hopefully you enjoyed this episode. I know it wasn't as bright and cheery as others, but girl, we had to get into it because death is a thing that, you know, is a little bitch. Um, And, you know, this year has been rough and there's been a lot of deaths and um, just, it's been shitty. But I do want to talk a little bit about the future and um, give a little shittity, shouty, shittity, <laughs> little shouty. I wanted to say shouty outy. Is it shittity? Oh gosh, it's, it's been a day. A um, little shout out, a little memo, a little save the date um, for July 29th, which is going to be a crossover special with me, the Sunshine Steven podcast, and in another world podcast where we are talking about horror. Two gays, horror talk. It's going to be great. We're talking movies, mostly Scream. We're talking what types of movies like, 
what types we don't, why we love horror, you know, what psychological shit we think is good, giving lots of recommendations, uh, and then just randomly talking about um, LGBTQ plus issues and shit. So it's going to be great. Be on the lookout for that. I'm posting already on my Insta and socials everywhere so that um, you can find the links and stuff like that. But yes, July 29th. I also have other great interviews lined up and other um, prospects and ideas that I'm throwing around and everything. But if there's something you want um, my Steven's little um, uh, tidbit um, or, you know, some ideas and stuff like, hey, talk about peanut butter or something. I don't know. Just let me know. Drop a, a comment or, you know, just message me or whatever. It'll be great and beautiful. And I just want to give you what you want, what you really, really want. So, yeah. Here, that was my episode on death. And again, I hope everybody takes some time self-check in with yourself and everything, especially um, if you're dealing um, with mourning the death of Naya Rivera or really any celebrity or anybody um, close to you, anybody that's de- uh, passed away. Um, I almost said anybody's that death not died or died I don't know um I don't know I feel like it's always better and sounds prettier when you say oh they've passed away but sometimes you just like girl they they died you know it's I don't know it's one of those things um but yeah just take time for yourself and check in with those that you think could be struggling with it and everything because um we're supposed to support each other and be a team and you know all that lovey shit I'm always here remember that so um you know message me <laughs> or whatever my foot's asleep so i have to get off of that um but yeah hopefully we all get through this and hopefully 2020 ends um very soon because that bitch rona and everything that's going on just really fucking it all up so yeah grass we i don't like it <laughs> one out of ten would not recommend <laughs> 2020 for sure um anywho if you want to uh follow my journey on social media you can find me at at sir stephen rice s-i-r-s-t-e-v-e-n-r-i-c-e sir stephen rice on facebook instagram and twitter and please if you like this episode um give me a review share it with your friends share it with people that you think might benefit from it because you know like i said death is such a big um thing and most people feel uncomfortable talking about it but bitch steven's here to talk about it have those conversations yes um and if you didn't like this episode (laughs) listen to another one that has a, a a cheerier topic um or not. I'm not trying to tell you how to live your life. But yeah, follow me at Sir Stephen Rice and share this. Um, again, thank you so much for the support and everything. And also, thank you to my husband for giving his little um, tidbits and everything. Um, super cute. I love you. You're so beautiful. You're a model. So yeah, anyways, I'm going to go now because I keep rambling and I'm going to give you some time back into your day. But until next time, have a fantastic day. Bye.